Hey, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Eric Cedarstrom sitting in for Joe Jaquint. I'm president and general manager of AM 1360 KHNC up in Colorado, but we're live on American, well, actually, we're live on Family Values Radio, KXXT, 1010 AM here in Phoenix, cyber delay. It's actually an hour delay through 1360KHNC.com, and we're podcasted. You can listen to this show 24-7, 365. It'll be bouncing through the annals of the information superhighway, the World Wide Web, for the rest of our born days at uh, YouTube. You can go to Patriot Trading Group's YouTube channel, and they've got all the shows listed there. Ramon's running the board. Joe is actually up in Colorado. He's in a meeting. I think he's going to join me later here as the show progresses. Patriot Trading Group, been around a quarter century uh, I used to own it. Now Joe does. They do a wonderful job. I recommend them. That take the time to add a little hard assets to your portfolio uh, while you can. I mean, really, right now we are on the precipice of anything happening with the pandemic. That you know what makes me most nervous about is that they're now they're trying to downplay it. When the press gets a hold of it and builds it all up, you know, usually there's something going on. But you're starting to see them downplay it, which makes me nervous. But I'm getting ahead of myself. You can uh, find Patriot Trading Group online as well at www. Do you have to say www anymore? I don't know. Do people know that? I think the kids born today, once they're able to talk, and the first lucent thing they are taught is you don't need the www anymore at allamericangold.com, which is updated daily with news to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. That's uh, Patriot Trading Group's website. You can uh, you can order, you can research, you can study. They've done a great job with it. You can just point and click and buy hard assets, and then you just stare at the western sky until a little box, little innocuous-looking box shows up uh, from your postmaster and uh, from a little company called PTG. But... I'm Eric Cedarstrom. I'm broadcasting live from the cedarstromgroup.com studios. All your real estate needs here in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, buy, sell, trade, you name it. They can help you there. Call Lori at 480-231-5153 or just head out to the cedarstromgroup.com website. The coronavirus, you know, this, there's something going on that's never happened in the history of, of man and that is that they're quarantining the most populous uh, country, well, China and India, Chindia. They got over a billion people. You don't hear anything about India, just the uh, Wuhan mostly where the apparently a snake, a sick snake, somebody was playing with it. Uh, who knows? They live with them. They have them loose in their house as pets. They're now saying that they believe this virus, um, they can trace it to snakes. So... What's interesting as well, that planes, planes, I got an email here, a YouTube video um, this morning, and they're showing, they're tracking flights, and they're they're sending Wuhan flights through Shanghai, I think, I don't know, and they're letting people land in America. I mean, the flights are still going. Of course, there was a flight uh, where they brought in the diplomats. They landed last night, a flight carrying about... 200 American evacuees, and let me tell you, these are the brethren of the swamp. They're uh, we're headed to a U.S. military base in Southern Cal. 
after leaving the epicenter of the deadly coronavirus outbreak. The flight chartered by the U.S. State Department left Wuhan and touched down last night at 10 Stevens Anchorage International Airport in Alaska, if you went to public school. After refueling and passenger screenings, it left for the March Air Reserve Base near Riverside, California. Their local officials will work with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to facilitate the thorough screenings of the passengers. Now, they're... These are, well, again, these are diplomats. You know, these are people that have come out of the embassies. You know what's interesting, too? I mean, here they're, I guess it's a Hunter Biden thing. Well, you know, your dad's in the in D.C. and he's some bureaucrat, and you get a hold of the son going, guess what? You've got a job. Well, I don't want a job, Dad. Well, you got one. You're going to make a ton of money, but the problem is you got to fly to Wuhan, and you're in charge of, you know, pick anything, pick any department, the, uh, Department of doing nothing for a massive amount of money every year. What's interesting, the passenger Scott Alice told CNN that they received a hot meal in Anchorage, while Darby Siebel said passengers had a chance to charge their phones before getting back on the plane. But when the plane landed, when it landed in Alaska, they said, welcome to America, and the whole plane erupted in cheers. So that, again, just shows me these are brethren of the swamp. They really don't want to work. They just have to. And they were uh, given government jobs in a Chinese province. So anyway, the uh, I guess they're going to quarantine them. But this is what I started the show with, that never before ever have you seen the amount of people that are quarantined. Right now, I think there's 50 million people. Now, if you put 50 million people and nobody can go and one of them is sick, I mean, you can't put 50 million people in one room, can you? No. No, you can't. You can put, what, 100,000 in a football stadium. So, yeah, so they must all be. I've seen the views and the videos that the streets are empty. You know, it looks like, you know, the day the earth stood still or the invasion of the body snatchers or something on the videos is quite creepy to see these Chinese provinces. But uh, what's interesting is that, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these are what used to be American style cities. And this is where all our jobs went. And they went to these work centers. We'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Eric Cedarstrom, Patriot Radio News Hour, 29th day of January, 2020 in the year of our Lord. I'll be back. Hey, I'm Eric Cedarstrom. They let me do this. Can you believe that? I'm uh, usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays, helping Joe out today on Wednesday. It's a great day to be alive. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy lives to allow us into them. We try not to waste it. So talking about the coronavirus, I mean, I'm you know kind of working on it, looking at it all. I mean, there's a lot of ramifications beyond, you know, uh, an outbreak or a Chinese pandemic. I mean, a global pandemic is things people don't think about. I mean, they really don't. And uh, I'll point some of those possible, you know, who knows? I don't know. I'm not, I'm no expert, but China's containment measures that uh, theoretically were to prevent infected people from introducing the virus elsewhere in the country or world. And this is what's amazing. I mean, you remember Nixon went to China, you people that have been around a long time like me, it was a huge deal. Of course, whenever they use the term China, when I was a uh, a lad, 
that they use the word red in front of it. Just to remind, you know, and this was mostly in the really in the early, late 60s, early 70s, just to remind you that American men and women were fighting the communist Chinese in Vietnam at the time. So they used the term red. And when Nixon went over there, it was like a huge deal, you know, huge. So, but now people just come and go, fly, go everywhere. I mean, it's a global society. The communists are able to, you know, come and go as they please. You know, all of it was pretty much for naught. But the communist government apparently sat on this news of this pandemic or outbreak for a little while. They didn't want to, they didn't want to panic anybody. Let's think about how stupid that is. But it just goes to show you that no matter where you go in the world, all government agencies are inept. All of them. I mean, if anyone could possibly justify going, oh, God, I don't know, you know. Yeah, there's like a lot of people getting really sick right now all at once. Should we say anything? Oh, no, don't say anything. And then, of course, you can't hide it. Everybody's running around with masks, and you've got people with plastic water bottles, you know, the, the ones that come out of the water coolers. Now they put them on their heads. Bizarre. So they were late with that. So the virus now is believed to be spreading person to person through coughing and sneezing. What's even more funnier, God has a sense of humor. I have a little bit of a head cold today. So I usually get one, though, January, February, every year, like clockwork. I don't know why. Um, So I probably have coronavirus. I don't know if it spreads through the radio. You need to be very careful. So don't get too close. Don't hold the radio up to you and be careful driving in your car. But, uh, they say it's uh, person-to-person coughing and sneezing. No no groundbreaking information there. But the information is evolving daily. But the lockdown orders were put into effect too late. They could lead to food and medicine shortages that worsen the outbreak. Now, again, my parents, whenever I was bringing up some argument as to why I didn't want to work, both my parents were Northwestern graduates and both very conservative, you can believe that. Whenever I would, you know, bring up a point, they'd always say, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? A lot of you people remember that growing up. Well, nobody really cared. You know, it's like, I didn't care. Nobody, what, I go, what, is, what does that mean? You know, does it doesn't mean anything. What does this have to do with the medicine at your local pharmacy? Hmm. It has a lot to do with it. A lot. Because we gave all that away. You know, big pharma that makes zillions, keeping everybody drugged up, trying to make everybody happy, everybody's on antidepressants. We need to do a PSA. I'll cut another one. Uh, Yes, living on Earth is depressing. Please consult your local opioid dealer. So anyway, they didn't put out any of this. They didn't do any of this till late. So now you got all these people that are quarantined. They can't go anywhere. 50 million people. So, in an attempt to contain the outbreak, Chinese officials began sealing off highways and closing bus and subway systems in Wuhan. Now, I'm still seeing, I, was, I looked it up, I saw, apparently, you can fly from Wuhan to San Francisco. I guess you get a temporal scan, you got to pass a, a physical, but I read yesterday, and again, who knows, Yesterday, I'm sure you all saw it. I talked about it yesterday. That they say there's a 12-day incubation period with no symptoms at all. So they're sealing off the, the subway. So apparently they don't want them traveling around their country. But it's fine if you want to fly to 
San Francisco. The lockdown orders have been expanded and now apply to more than 50 million people across 17 cities. John McGorry, 65, has been mostly, now that doesn't sound like a Chinese, has been mostly confined for the past week to his apartment on Wuhan University campus where he teaches English. Makes sense. He can leave the grounds through a single gate if he's wearing a mask, but most friends are unwilling to meet up because of fears of falling ill. He said nearly 3,000 coronavirus cases have been in Hubei, the province of which Wuhan is the capital. So I guess if you live in Phoenix, Hubei would be equivalent to Scottsdale. Streets and stores in the usually bustling city, the seventh most populous in China, are deserted. It's like a ghost town. The Americans who live in Wuhan for six years, he said he's been there. Public health lingo, quarantine, typically refers to combining people who have likely been infected with a virus. Thought I'd throw that in for you. Measures that limit the movement of large swaths of people, like entire cities, are called cordon sanitaire, sanitare, a French term that has been adopted into English meaning sanitary barrier. So, and these go back, by the way, to uh, the Black Plague during the Middle Ages was implemented in West Africa in 2014. Of course, um, they weren't flying around the globe. So, so I mean, there you, who knows? I mean, that, it's kind of weird, especially the plane that came in with all the bureau, bureaucrats. I mean, to take them to Alaska. Now, cargo planes that come out of China, a lot of times will refuel. So they're coming right out of Wuhan. They've got an international airport, and they're running cargo through uh, through Anchorage. So I guess, but there's been no cases. So if, I guess if it breaks out in Anchorage, I would keep an eye on that. Because if it did, if it did there, you'd know you were really working with something here that's well, highly, highly contagious. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. You can reach those fine people at one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Arlene is standing by, or Wendy, one of the two's down there. If you want to place an order, if you have any questions. Now, so I'm going to stay on this just a little bit. There's, by the way, there's more political news than I've ever seen, ever. I mean, I go back to the 90s doing shortwave radio, crackling through the airwaves, then the worldwide, uh, you know, shortwave bands, and I've never seen as much political news break that I have in the last 12 hours. So try to get to that. Lots of business news. But shoppers have rushed to stores now in Toronto, Chicago, New York, and elsewhere buying out all the face masks as coronavirus cases began emerging across the globe. Yesterday, the U.S. had only five confirmed cases, and Canada had just one. But people don't like to take any chances, you know. They they want protection. Of course, if you'd have asked them a week ago, hey, would you like a mask? Ounce of silver? Maybe a little bit of gold? No. No. No, we don't really want, you know, prepare for anything. But people are reactionary. But the sellout of the protective gear that was likely made in China, by the way, to protect from the virus coming from China is kind of a metaphor for a much deeper supply issue posed by the outbreak. 
every day people rely on Chinese companies for life-saving products here in America. We gave it all away. Gave it all away. I chronicled it for you. I was there for NAFTA. I was there for GAD. I broke it down. And I said, look, at we're taking the machinery, the intellectual property. Clinton's throwing out the patents. They're giving everything away. In order to move into China, you got to make the communists your business partners, all for the fact that they had people coming out of rice fields on oxen that were willing to work for nothing without any safety, any OSHA, without any type of uh, labor guarantees, nothing. They'd work for nothing. Wall Street loved it. They loved it. We just gave it all away. Guess what else we gave away? You know all those pills that are in your pharmacies in the empty cities that are now empty over there in China? And I'd said, too, if we go to war with the communists again, they're building, you know, they've got all the military industrial contracts as well for the electronics. How, how's it working out for Boeing with their... Uh, Chinese communist partners putting their planes together. Not too well, is it? So now you've got Chinese companies we need for life-saving products. The country is the world's largest producer of active pharmaceutical ingredients. Ingredients, sorry. Even if the finished medications get put together in the U.S., you know, like assembled in America. I've seen those, by the way. That started with the... uh, Japanese cars and people that believe, you know, the Japanese names are American made. Well, my Toyota's, you know, made in Kentucky. No, it's assembled in Kentucky. What that means, it comes over on a ship covered in cosmoline from Tokyo and the hubcaps aren't on it and the seats have plastic and and uh, you got to put the hubcaps and clean it up and get the cosmoline off of it and get it ready for sale. Yes, it does create... Um, jobs, but it's not the same. The money, when you buy it, goes overseas, leaves the country. So, But now they're the world's largest producer of pharmaceutical ingredients, even if the finished medications, again, are put together here. The outbreak just underscores what can happen now in a worst-case scenario. Turn off your radio. If you don't know who I am, you're searching, because I am a catastrophist. My wife reminds me of that almost daily. I mean, if you if not, the glass is not half empty. The glass is not only half empty; it's cracked, it's leaking, it's made in China, and it's going to fall apart any minute. The infectious disease physician at John Hopkins Center, um, Amash Adaja. Here you have it: the Center for Health Security, who is warned now about the national security implications of heavy dependence on China and other countries for all our medicine and medical supplies. Any kind of shock or instability would render the drug supply basically exonerated, he says. With the outbreak, it's concerning whether or not the stability of our supply chain will remain intact. Wuhan has not charred China's largest site for pharmaceutical manufacturing. This is the city once known for its heavy industry and steel. This is where Bethlehem Steel all their equipment, where all the little mills and everything went, it all went over there. This is the town it went to when we closed it down here in America. But because obviously the steel issues and every the because it became saturated, it has now become the burgeoning center for biopharmaceutical transportation in and out of the central Chinese city, or of eleven million in the Hubei province has now basically been shut down. No pills are going anywhere. Roads closed. 
Trains halted. 16 cities in the Hubei province have similar travel bans. Shanghai's extended its Chinese New Year holiday, keeping businesses closed now through February 3rd. I hope it works. I hope it works. But one of the issues of quarantining people all in one spot here, there's no right or wrong. You can't let them run amok as well, but it could kill them all. You know how things can get, you know. You got to wait out pandemics. It's got to wait them out. They have a life of their own, no matter what you do. And, you know, if you're just a a numbers guy and you're like, well, these many people keep getting infected more and more and more and more and more and more deaths every day. And you, you got a chart, you got a chart and you're watching it and who knows how long it's going to go. Eventually it will peak. If there's no one left to kill or the population is waning or it just starts, they actually get control of it. And as it peaks and then it starts to drop very seldom does it, you know, drop and then turn around and go back. It's usually a chart that looks like the Matterhorn. It goes up and then it drops and they've got it under and you're, it goes on the wane and that's that. So, but again, I pointed this out and being a, you know, considered at the time a right-wing wacko, nah, nah, it doesn't matter that all our medications are built by the commies. I wouldn't worry about it. You're listening to Patriot Radio News Hour, number one catastrophist. We'll be back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The late Phyllis Schlafly defeated the Equal Rights Amendment in 1979. After seven long years of debate over whether American women wanted the equality of abortion on demand, men in women's restrooms, and drafting girls into military combat. Leading an army of housewives with more common sense than you can find on Capitol Hill, Phyllis made sure that ERA was dead and buried. Some proponents tried to unfairly extend ERA's shelf life, but that didn't do them any good. Now, with all the grotesque flair of Frankenstein's monster, some feminists are trying to resurrect the long-dead Equal Rights Amendment. Rather than following the constitutional process of starting with a fresh, clean bill, they decided they would have better luck digging the old one up from the grave. This Frankenstein-style horror story shows just how desperate the feminists are to force their ideas onto we the people. We all know taxpayer-funded abortion on demand wouldn't get a simple majority in both houses of Congress, much less a two-thirds majority. And of course, we all know that they couldn't round up 38 states to ratify something like that anyway. The same could be said of women in the draft, boys on girls sports teams, or any of the other crazy things ERA would do to our way of life. But that's why the feminists have been trying to resurrect the old ERA. They know the American people don't really want what they're selling. As discouraging as these political shenanigans are, there is a silver lining here. If the American people don't want ERA, we have everything we need to defeat it. In America, we the people are still in charge if we choose to be. We have to rise up and make our voices heard. Democrats are using support for ERA as the litmus test for a candidate's feminist bona fides. They say if you're against ERA, you're against women. If we don't fight back against this false narrative, it will drown us out. Each one of us has an important part to play in ensuring the Frankenstein's monster of ERA goes back into the ground where it belongs. 
Don't miss out on your chance to be a part of preserving our American way of life for generations to come. Stop the ERA again. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Listening to Patriot Radio News Hour live here on uh, Family Values Radio KXXT 1010. Uh, cyber delay on KHNC.com. You can also hear us on podcasted on uh, Patriot Trading Group's YouTube channel. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. Thanks for tuning in today on this 29th day of January. Uh, boy, January just went by, didn't it? Wow. I was talking about the coronavirus whole half hour. I mean, I was just trying to get the news out best that I can cipher for you. I mean, who knows what ramifications. You don't know how big it's going to get. But I got to tell you that, you know, one of the things that I pointed out, the the giving away of American industry, and one of them was the pharmaceutical industry, which is, you know, I mean, so let's say this thing does grow. Again, a catastrophist grows and, and starts running amok, and there's, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing. There's no Tamiflu. There's no anything. I mean, it's just all gone. And now you got food shortage issues as well, which a couple of articles breaking on that. But I'll finish up with drug manufacturers are required to notify the U.S. Food and Drug Administration of supply disruptions. Corporate America, you know, they're just like the commie, just like the commie governments. They're only going to put out what they feel like putting out. At this time, manufacturers haven't reported any impact and will continue to be in communications, the agency said in a statement, because China ships a lot of pharmacy from all their pharmaceutical plants around to around the world. The biggest problem is that there is no publicly available information on what portion and which critical mes- medicines even originate in China. They don't publish the data. Specifically, where the factories are located, the pharmaceutical companies consider such information to be proprietary, and one of the big unknowns is how many products are sole-sourced, in which literally only one place in the world makes that raw material. And again, President Trump was trying to get uh, transparency in medical care and drug costs, and you you go in and you're like, okay, you need an MRI, you need this, you need that. We go, how much is it? It's the only business in the world. I don't know. Don't worry about it. We'll bill your insurance, which may or may not cover it, by the way. But how much is it? You can't get that answer. Same answer. Where does these drugs come from? I know, like everything else, they have American names on them. You know, pick an American pharmaceutical name or even the generic ones. Where do they come from? We don't know. 
Nothing to worry about here. So, is there going to be a run on food? I mean, granted, we got, what they say, five cases? <laughs> Hardly anything to panic about yet, but, uh, you know, for all you kids that did your homework, and uh, my youngest daughter prepares about everything, you know, she's a, she's an RN over in the Pacific Northwest, and when she was a kid, she came home from Halloween, and I mean, she was eight years old, and she looked at me after she was done trick-or-treating, and she goes, I got to go upstairs and plan what I'm going to be next year. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? My wife and I looked at each other. Wow, this kid's a planner. So me, if I had a uh, massive project due in school, I would do it on the bus the last day. So, you know. Anyway, talking about food shortages, are they coming? I mean, there's rumors out that uh, corporate America, big corporations are buying up physical food supplies, buying warehouses, buying uh, excess inventory right now. Uh, again, rumors. But then they, I was, I was listening to Alex Jones. He was talking about that last night. And then I got to looking around here this morning, getting ready to do a show. One of the first articles that pops up is now all of a sudden that they're having trouble getting small chickens, the little chickens. And this is uh, the quarter-pound breasts that fit perfectly into a bun. And they're saying, of course, that it's not the coronavirus and it's not the uh, corporate American and big corporations who are predicting massive food shortages and are now buying and stockpiling warehouses of canned non-perishable food. But now the chickens are running out because of chicken sandwich wars that were triggered by Popeye's chicken. I don't know. The shortage of the smaller birds derailed the Popeye's challenge to reigning champion Chick-fil-A, and they're now battling. Now the supply is going to be further tested as more competitors jump into the fray. McDonald's Corporation, the world's biggest restaurant chain, is testing a new fried chicken sandwich in four U.S. cities. Now, how come they don't have something called almost chicken? Why isn't there synthetic chicken? Why is it just, you know, or no, beyond chicken? I'm sorry. Why isn't there beyond chicken? You people listening, rush right out and get that incorporated. I mean, I'm sure the enviros, the enviros out there, I mean, you know, can't murder chickens. So anyway, I just thought that was an interesting article after thinking about all this and it bothers me and doing a little investigating as to what could happen. And our job here is to, you know, help you try to put out a lucid thought and to help you hypothesize a future and it'll help you and your family make and take steps to do the right things. You know, if you've got a responsibility for your uh, family and which I feel I still do, even my grandchildren, I try to do things and we're going to affect them positively. So speaking of uh, things affecting people positively, Hillary Clinton, I don't mention her name very much. If you go back and study my shows, I mean, back when when uh, Limbaugh and Hannity and all those guys, every other, all every show they did was on Hillary Clinton. I refused to mention her name. But um, I just had to throw this in here. She still feels the urge, and she thinks she could defeat Donald Trump. I kid you not. She said yesterday, I certainly feel the urge because I feel the 2016 election was really odd time and an out, uh, odd outcome. Yes, the are we undesirables? Is that what we are? 
She told Variety magazine, the more we learn, the more that seems to be the case. But I'm going to support the people who are running now and do everything I can to elect the Democratic nominee. So, oh, Clinton spoke to this year's Sundance Film Festival. Okay. Again, more political news than your yellow Labrador can shake a stick at. And uh, you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, allamericangold.com. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, hamburger helper, filling in for Joe today. Rudy Giuliani in a new interview is slamming former National Security Advisor John Bolton. And again, this is the most craziest articles, crazy stuff. Writing a book and they don't know what's in it and testifying. And now you've got, you know, swamp rat rhino, rhino Republicans wanting to roll over and a lot going on. But now there's Democrats. Dianne Feinstein said she'd probably acquit Trump. <laughs> Again, nothing makes any sense. Are we at the end of time? I mean, ups, down, left is right. But anyway, Giuliano, Giuliani in his new interview slamming the National Security Advisor John Bolton as a backstabber and a swamp character over his reported claims in his manuscript that Trump ordered aid to Ukraine paused unless investigations were done into Joe and Hunter. You know what? He should have done it. Even if he didn't do it, he should have done it. We'll be back. Patriot Radio News Hour, rocking and firing. Thanks for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. You know, remember who you're listening to. I don't really think I could pick the Ukraine out on a map either. I can hear in the back, I think we've got the uh, CEO, the big guy himself from Patriot Trading Group, Joe Jaquint. How you doing up there, brother? Big Daddy is here, and I will say this. It is actually warm here. Dude, the sun never stops shining up there. Let me tell you, for you, Phoenix, for you Phoenix listeners, see if you can find Johnstown on a map. Because 30 years ago, it was, let alone the Ukraine, it was impossible. Now it's booming. But what they don't tell you, they don't tell you is the sun shines up there like 330 days a year. They leave that part out. But when it snows, it really snows, man. So I hope you brought a coat, Joe. I have a coat. I haven't had to wear it yet. Uh, there's not a drop of snow, a speck of snow anywhere. And and, and it's just, I, I'm like, I can't believe it. Because last time I was here, it was freezing uh, in December. But it's it's absolutely gorgeous on the front range today. Tell me about going through the airports, uh, traveling yesterday. Anything different? Masks, uh, temporal scanners, anything? You know what was so funny? is there was a couple of masks. Uh, I saw a couple of people that were had rubber gloves on, uh, but not what I thought it would be. Uh, and again, I think a lot of it having to do with it. I hope they're right, but the, the mainstream media is definitely taking a nonchalant attitude uh, towards the, the coronavirus because I, I didn't see nearly as much as I thought I would. That's what scared me. I started out the show that... Uh... You know, when they're all playing it up, usually they want you to look there, and there's a reason they want you to look there because they're trying to pull you from somewhere else. But they started to play this down about, oh, 48 hours ago, and that, you know, me being a catastrophist, now I'm nervous. 
you bring up a great point. Think about like the weather, bomb cyclone, and and all the hurricanes and all these things. Right? They want people to to think like, oh, this is going to be the big one. And yet, on this thing, with the potential to be absolutely devastating, the mainstream media has all of it. And you're right, Eric. Just in the last couple of days, has almost gone radio silence on this thing. Well, again, there's uh, uh, so many other things to look at. I start out saying I've never seen the amount of political news ever, ever. This morning, the news wires were just jammed with it. So I could do 10 hours on it today, but I'll let the rest of the uh, the uh, the press minions fight it out. I'll tell you, here's a story that broke, though, and I'm glad you're on today. The global stash of gold in exchange-traded funds, and I love this story, this uh God, is this a Bloomberg story? I need to check. So it doesn't say. It was written uh, very uh, quietly. Oh, it is a Bloomberg story. Okay. So, you know, the guy who's running against Trump. The global stash and gold exchange and trade fund hit the highest level in seven years as the impact of the novel coronavirus on markets and sentiment, market sentiment has reinforced demand for a havens at a time of low interest rates and the addition of just a few more tons will lift the total to a record ever. The latest influx into the bullion-backed ETFs followed four straight years of inflows and comes as prices trade near the highest since 2013. The number of confirmed viruses, et cetera, et cetera, I'm not going to get into that. But, but you know what's interesting? That these guys are all liars, all of them. You take an ETF guy telling you about physical gold, they wouldn't know what a gold coin looked like if it was dropped from a helicopter, hit them in the head, and landed on their desk. They still wouldn't know if it was gold or not. And that's what amazes me, that they're able to get away with this lie. You know who's got it? The public throughout the world has been buying gold. The conservatives have physical gold. The central banks have have physical gold but the pinstripe bandits do not have any. Take my word for it. You agree with that, Joe? Oh, I, not only do I agree with it, I, I absolutely uh, know that to be true. They, they, they want you to believe that it's this dead relic, and they, they hate even talking about it in a, in a good light. And then they want, oh, it's the coronavirus. But then if you actually read the story, oh, wait a minute. Hey, for four straight years in a row, it just keeps increasing and increasing and increasing. Uh, and you start looking around, and I'll go back to the, the reason why they told you not to own gold 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, was it didn't pay interest. And now that the money doesn't pay any interest, uh, all of a sudden, uh, people are starting to want to hold gold again. Well, I'm looking at the numbers here, and they don't make any sense. So they're saying ETFs worldwide hold 2000 561 tons of gold. <laughs> now, I'm not sure how many ounces that is, Joe, but uh, let me see. What is Fort Knox supposed to have? 282 million ounces to back the U.S. currency. Whether it's in there or not, we can argue about that all day. I don't think it is. But 2,561 tons. I believe you're going to find that number is not physical gold, but it's gold contracts that they supposedly have an option to take possession. Now, all futures contracts, and you know, Joe, when you trade options and then you flip them to futures, that if they go negative, you can demand delivery. 
you can say to the comics going, you know what, I don't want to sell this out because the market moved against me, and I want delivery. So right now, I'd like to see the ETFs call the Crimex and go, we'd like our 2,561 tons of gold. <laughs> I guarantee you the Comex has nowhere near that. Not even close. I don't, I'd be shocked if they even have a ton. You know, because uh, a ton is like 32,150 ounces. Yeah, uh, one ton, let alone 2,500 tons. So... I, you know what? I don't even have my calculator from me. I can't do the math. But this is the paper gold buyers I've been telling you about. But now, a strange thing is happening. The physical gold buyers are coming in. Man, oh man, the Shevitz. Get ready. It's going to be crazy, crazy times ahead. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Eric Cedarstrom, Cave Creek. Joe Jaquin in Johnstown, Colorado. We'll be back. Final segment. Hi, I'm Eric Cedarstrom here in Arizona. Joe's at the Mothership in Johnstown, Colorado. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. 24 years, I think, on this station. Over 25 since I did my first interview. Well over that with Dr. Norm Resnick. About I think that was about 27 years ago. You can find Patriot Trading Group at one 800 or you can head out to their website at allamericangold.com. Um, if you want to be your own ETF and need a ton of gold, just a little ton, just a metric ton is all we ask. Uh, what is it, Joe? 32,000 something, something ounces, right? In a metric yeah, ton. Yeah. Just 32,150 ounces. No problem. <laughs> I can't believe they put numbers out like that. So yes. Well, you got to remember, you got to remember too, Eric, on the ETF, they're only required if they're actually doing it to put, only 10% of the actual gold. So if they're saying they've got 2,500 metric tons, that means that people have on paper bought 250 metric tons, which would be uh, impossible. So, you know, there you go. It's impossible. It's impossible. So, and also that, and I know this from watching this on a daily basis years ago when they brought, when they made these ETFs, the physical gold doesn't have to be in a vault. As long as the COMEX say they have it, they can hedge it through futures and options contracts and call that physical gold. So here you have all this gold that's supposedly in somebody's hands, and all as it is is just a paper transaction. It's not there. And I'll tell you, you get a huge run and everybody demands delivery. Now you're talking about something that literally would exonerate every ounce. You wouldn't even be able to get a gold tooth filling by 5 o'clock if people demanded delivery of 2,600 tons of gold out of New York today, So, which may happen. You don't know how what, what the chain of events are. The, blocks, the black swans always come out of nowhere. So I, uh, I went to allamericangold.com here. You got a lot of news this morning, Joe. Um, I was looking at the markets, the... Uh, you got any specials or anything you're running today? We are running those half dollar rolls at one forty five. The half dollar, the silver half dollar rolls for one hundred and forty five dollars, and the silver quarter rolls also uh, for one hundred and forty five dollars. I, I apologize. I, I've been tied up in meetings uh, here all morning long, and and I, I just haven't been able to get to anything else. So we're we're going to be running silver half dollars at 145, rolls of silver quarters at 145, or just call 800 
951-0592. Whether it's gold or silver, we're going to take good care of you. Arlene is there. Uh, she'll make sure she that you're treated right, and we'll get it out to you ASAP. All silver quarters are 64 and older. Uh, the half dollars are 64 and older. Um, but the 65 to 70 was 40% silver. That's a different animal. So everything you're talking about is uh, pre-65 silver, correct? That's correct. Yeah, 90% is what they call it, or, or junk silver. It goes by uh, several different names, but then you're right, Eric. Then they started taking the silver out of the coins. Uh, it actually was at the after 1968, all the silver was gone. There you go. So, well, you can get them. Call one 800 You know, obviously in a cataclysmic style collapse nobody's going to take bitcoin or mastercard or paper money they're going to want the real thing and that's why you want to hold it incremental joe i'm glad you're up there safe you're probably doing a lot more radio this afternoon and everybody stop on in and say hi to joe he'd love to see you absolutely and eric thanks for filling in today i'll be back uh tomorrow everybody have a great day see you